One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms just give up entirely on the golden age of television. I'm Deborah, And I'm Katie. And we have a special guest today. Hi, I'm Leah. And this is a very special episode of It's My Scream Time 2 because we are in the same city, in the same room together. And I don't know if you'll be able to tell by our relaxed manner, but we are also on vacation, so we're in a super good mood. (laughs) And we don't have any adorable stories about our kids this time. I know, it's a kid-free zone. (laughs) We're so free. (laughs) We might also be drinking pink wine. <laughs> so should we quickly summarize our screen time policies? All right. I don't know what my kids are doing right now. Yeah. So they, they could have the iPad for all day, but they don't. They don't. You have a lot of faith in your husband. I'm pretty sure Jay's brain is oozing out of his ear right now. He's been watching so much TV. <laughs> yeah. So I guess all bets are off for vacation, right? Right. So... My kids usually get about 45 minutes to an hour a day before dinner, but recently I've taken it away because they just haven't been very well behaved. So screen part of our screen time policy is that lack of screen time is a punishment. Mm -hmm. I will say, as I always do, that we do not have a real screen time policy yet because Jay is pretty young. Uh, He gets on average a half an hour of screen time a day. Lately, it's uh, right before bedtime when he's totally crazy and we're just about to go out of our heads and we need some relief. (laughs) Should we move on to the main event? Sure. So today's topic is toy opening videos on YouTube. And we picked this topic um, because several years ago, I read about the phenomenon of Kinder Egg videos in a New York Magazine article and thought it was weird and didn't think about it again until my kids had the iPad and I downloaded YouTube Kids, which is something where they can't get explicit content. And they were supposed to be watching like clips from Sesame Street or something and learning letters, but quickly they found on their own these toy opening videos and they, I thought they were pretty much garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would try to redirect them to watch something like that would have actual scripted content. And then they would just wind their way back to Paw Patrol egg opening things. And so I deleted YouTube kids <laughs> from their iPads. Or like I would rather have them watch explicit actual YouTube videos. Oh, YouTube is gone too. They don't okay. have YouTube either. <laughs> and we are not kidding. It is honestly just a pair of disembodied hands unwrapping stuff. Yeah. I think so our friend Leah is here today and we sent her the links to the videos that we watched and she made an attempt. What'd you think, Leah? I did not understand what you were asking me to do or why this existed. (laughs) Also, I have zero children, but I consider myself a pretty good aunt, so I thought I might have some appetite for this content, and I watched maybe 30 seconds of one of the videos, and I wanted to bash my head into the wall, so I quit. 
And then I decided that I was going to do my contextual research and read the New York Magazine article that Deborah shared. And I read a couple links that were within that article. And I do not understand anything about this. <laughs> I don't know why it's fun. I don't know why it exists. I don't know why people do this. Well, thanks. <laughs> That's a good intro. Yeah. Maybe we should just really quickly say what the three episodes were that we watched. So we watched, and there are like established YouTube channels for these. Super so we, popular. So we watched one from the Fizzy Toy Show where they opened 30 Mystery Mashems. Is that the one where you wanted to see how squishy your thing is? Yeah. Yeah. That blew my mind. Like, <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> Um, we watched Blue Toys Club Surprise, Open Clay Buddies, and Play-Doh Pals uh-huh. or something. And then t- a Toys Unlimited video where they opened, they had roly-poly bubble bath attached to Play-Doh containers that in the Play-Doh there were surprise toys. Right. And normally we would pause here to do individual plot summaries of the episodes that we watched, but... Uh, what you just heard Deborah say is pretty much what we saw. <laughs> yeah, it's hands mm-hmm. opening toys and moving them around in front of the screen. And then each video had a varying degree of narrative action. Yes. The and, first, sorry. And a terrible soundtrack. <laughs> like universally bad music. Yeah. I don't even remember the music. It was like twee little electronica. It's bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so, Deborah, what did you think of these toy opening videos? Well, there's definitely some different stylistic differences between each channel. Um, the Fizzy Toy Show, it was a lady, and she kind of moved the little toys around and did voices. Mm-hmm. And she squished them, and then there was a graphic that came up so she could rate each toy on the squishometer. <laughs> It was like 15 minutes. Oh, it was so long. To open 30 little toys inside of eggs. She was wearing gold glitter nail polish. I thought her hands were lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was long, and I hated almost all of it. Yes, definitely. And then the Blue Toys Club Surprise Clay Buddies and Play-Doh Surprises. It was a man's voice, and he did not have much to say. He assembles the clay buddies and disassembles the play-doh and finds the toys inside and then he just doesn't comment on the end (laughs) which is that was the creepiest I thought yeah and I think this guy was called out explicitly in the New York Magazine article and they said that like his videos were the zen ones because it wasn't very chirpy there wasn't a lot going on not that there can be said to be a lot going on in any of these but and then the last one it was a woman's voice and she said her name was Essie and she started the video saying we're going to learn colors so I don't know if you're a parent watching like the first 30 seconds of the video you would think oh educational (laughs) this is going to teach colors but it was the same thing she just rolled the roly-poly bubble bath around and found the toys in the play-doh yeah the squishometer was one of the things that made me feel very confused and disoriented because i didn't understand the appeal of watching 
somebody squish something and hearing them describe how squishy it is or is not like the the nature of squishiness is that you can touch it <laughs> right so why is it fun to have like these other sensory descriptions of squishiness wouldn't you rather just squish it i would <laughs> right let me ask you this leah yes katie do you ever watch the television show top chef oh boy you <laughs> just nailed me on that Yes. You can't eat what Tom Colicchio is eating. Dang it. (laughs) Point. Katie. (laughs) Oh, I feel like I should leave. (laughs) But the Masham video did make me, like, obscurely uncomfortable. I think every time she did, like, the stretch meter, I was weirdly worried that she was going to break one. And it it gave me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like it when she like used a different voice for the little toys. I thought that was super creepy. This whole thing was a little creepy. Thanks for watching. I mean, I'm kind of fascinated, and I was wondering if there was like a grown-up version of this. The New York Magazine article mentioned this whole subgenre for adults of adults opening expensive electronics, which I had also never seen. I had heard of that with like Apple products in particular, and I found that to be confusing as well. Like it's it's not personally speaking to me as exciting content, but I guess I had heard of like when I remember the iPhone six in particular because that was one that I bought on the day that it came open, mm-hmm. and I brought it into my office, and all of the industrial designers that I worked with were like, "Let me touch the box," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, and and then it turned out. They were going and like watching videos of other people touching the packaging. I don't understand. Wow. Apparently there's this channel that you can subscribe to called Twitch. Have you heard of this? No. It's an entire channel. As I understand it, I've never watched it, but it's an entire channel devoted to watching other people play video games. Oh, I've heard of that phenomenon. I didn't oh, know that's name. another reason why I deleted uh, YouTube Kids. Because my seven-year-old was, like, watching videos of people playing Minecraft. Instead of playing Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of when I was in college and I used to try and date nerds. So I would spend a lot of time watching them play video games and pretending oh, to be interested. sad. But at least you were there in real life. Like, there was some sort of physical proximity. You weren't watching your crush play it on the computer when you were in your dorm room. Yeah, right? they were ignoring me with me in the room with them. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of worse. Oh, man. <laughs> there were also small moments that I found to be a little bit Bob Rossi. Like, happy trees mm-hmm. sort of feeling. So who's making money off of this? Like, why slash how do these things exist? I They have millions and millions of views of these videos. So I'm not, that's how stuff on YouTube is monetized, right? Like ad sales. Yeah. I think I wrote down how many followers one of the channels had. Yeah, the Toys Unlimited, which was the Zen Man Hands one. Oh, no, 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 that was the, Toys Unlimited was the last one, with the bubble bath. 2,072,420 subscribers to the channel. Is the bubble bath manufacturer behind this, or is this just, like, a person who's a bubble bath aficionado? Right, that's a good question, because most of them are Disney or Nickelodeon-type toys, licensed toys, but they're not 
sponsored or created or anything by Disney or Nickelodeon. Although I wonder if maybe the toy openers, maybe they do have a deal. I don't know. I also read that, like, because some of the toys they were opening were those plastic Easter eggs encased in Play-Doh. So it was, like, several layers of unwrapping. And I read that, like, the toys don't come that way. Oh. The person buys the licensed toy, puts it inside, puts it inside of a plastic egg, and then wraps it in Play-Doh. So you can't, oh, so when they're opening, see, I thought I, there was like a section of Target toys that I had never seen where you get a, uh, My Little Pony in a jar of Play-Doh. Oh. I wondered that too. And from what I read, that was my understanding. Maybe some of these toys actually do exist in that form, but it seems like they may have put those My Little Ponies inside of the Play-Doh. Hmm. So it's not really a surprise. <laughs> I don't even know. This is baffling. I also wondered because I have trouble sleeping, so I often listen to this podcast uh, called Sleep With Me, which is very good. It has a man with a very drony voice that reads stories and helps me fall asleep. And I wonder if you're the kind of person that, that falls asleep to the television as there are people like that in the world if a channel like this would be particularly soothing for sleep maybe i'm not that person maybe (laughs) there is a person so did either one of your kids participate in the research for this episode Mm -mm. no i deleted youtube kids (laughs) last year (laughs) they're not allowed to watch these creepy videos kids like out of it they are transfixed at least my kids were when they were three so maybe it's for younger, because younger kids can't really follow a plot, I guess, as much as older kids can. I feel like they're really made for very young children. So you've got my wheels spinning with this Top Chef thing, which <laughs> you really sprung on me out of nowhere. <laughs> These are the deep questions we ask here on My Screen Time too. Well, mind blown, as I said. And so I'm thinking, like, the reason why I tell myself I like to watch Top Chef is because I like seeing people who are really good at something do what they're really good at. And no, I don't get to eat their delicious food at the end, but there's some like level of trust or expectation that like, I believe whatever they just did was probably really good. And so I'm trying to figure out like, are, do kids just like seeing the thing get pulled apart? Like what is it about this that the kid wants to see and find satisfaction in? Yeah, I was trying to think of an adult equivalent, and the best I could come up with was in fashion magazines. They'll have articles where a beauty editor will test drive a product, and it'll be a product that I would never use because, like, I don't have curly hair or something or dry skin. And I still am super interested and will read the article all the way through because I'm interested in what the product is. But that's I. it's a whole different thing because it's the written word it's not (laughs) sketchy youtube channel that's another question do you think that this encourages your consumerist impulses or discourages them you little kid or you parent or auntie you parent adult i mean we don't care what the kids think on this show oh they're not (laughs) they're not the same as a toy commercial because that makes my kids 
say, I want that. And they, they will watch, they would watch these toy opening videos. And then we did see Mashems at Tart at, or at Walgreens one time and they asked for them and I said no, but it was like not a big deal. See, to me, it almost had like a clockwork orange effect. Ooh. I could see myself watching them with like my eyelids peeled back. Ugh. And then ever after, every time I saw like a quarter inch high Iron Man statuette like running and screaming away from it yeah yeah no it didn't even though we bought one earlier today (laughs) where is it i haven't seen it yet i think it's in deborah's purse we haven't opened it well well we're gonna doing that right now we're gonna video it oh okay Okay. special episode (laughs) and figure out who has the nicest hands because that's another thing some of the hands are very done up. Like mm-hmm. the um, third video we watched, the lady had a fancy French manicure. The guy, his hands were not. No, he actually had kind of dirty fingernails. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> so is there ever a situation where you would watch one of these voluntarily? Hell no. Same. Well, I did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> What if there were someone famous narrating? Hmm. Who's a really good voice actor? Morgan Freeman. (laughs) He has better things to do. (laughs) He does. I was thinking about Mike Rowe. Like, he will narrate anything. I don't know who that (laughs) is. The Dirty Jobs guy. Yeah, he does all the, like, History Channel narration. He also does Chevrolet truck commercials. Mm -hmm. Oh. He's got a real, like, gravelly man voice. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't watch... A egg opening video with his narration either. I feel like the appeal of a celebrity voice would be like maybe they're gonna tell a story or like maybe they're gonna give a plot to this. But if mm-hmm. it was just like Will Ferrell saying, "I'm going to squeeze this now," and okay, hey, I would watch that. That squishy. <laughs> that would be funny. I would watch that <laughs> because you would know in your head that it was Will Ferrell and he's making a funny face and like you would be able to add to the story in your brain based on what you know about him right sort of like when will ferrell and kristen wig did that lifetime movie and they played it totally straight i haven't watched that i haven't watched it either but i read about it it's like a straight ahead lifetime movie so you had to add the extra element of sarcasm that they weren't (laughs) supplying (laughs) so the caveat or the corollary to the famous narrator question is is there anything they could unwrap that would make you watch it as an adult and this is taking things in a different direction but i was thinking what about like a a celebrity strip show if it was like ryan gosling wearing a lot of layers and then like (laughs) just taking each layer off (laughs) wow i might watch that (laughs) but not with that heinous music in the background (laughs) i just don't know who these videos are for again i don't know things about children and i don't so i don't know if if kids are into it i believe you but like who is sitting around watching this who who are the commercials on the videos targeted towards is this for like adults who are into hands it could be it could be although i feel like youtube is so comprehensive there are probably channels for people with a hand fetish that are less 
Yeah. Yeah. That are less what? Kid oriented. Is that part of the appeal? Like it could be. It could be. Ick, but is it? You like a hand fetish pedophile? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Could be onto something. Sorry. Hey, I talked about unwrapping Ryan Gosling, so. <laughs> that somehow feels more appropriate. <laughs> I am a little fascinated with Legos because my kids really like them. And I, I guess I would watch like a time-lapse video of a Lego set being built. But that's actually interacting with the toy in the way that the toy was meant to be interacted with. Right, right. Especially if somebody bought like the Death Star that takes like 12 Fort. hours yeah. to assemble. Yeah. yeah. Time lapse. Narrated by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling in the background. <laughs> Taking off his cardigan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and commercials are from like the Bob Ross estate. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm, I'm still hung up on your Top Chef moment. Like that's the thing that's making me realize that I was just not understanding it myself and blowing off the whole thing. I think there's something to that, why do we watch people do anything that we could be doing ourselves? But then I get stuck on, like, anybody could open an egg. Yeah, well, you're, I mean, Top Chef has a a narrative structure, and you're maybe learning things like, I did not know how to pronounce, well, quinoa, for one, (laughs) and then uh, it's like a root vegetable, tastes like licorice. Taro? Yucca? Anise? Padma Oh, I know what you're talking about. Tastes like anise. Yeah. Fennel? Yeah. Yeah, that's fennel. That's not hard to pronounce. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> but these, these are not educational at all. Not at all. I mean, do you remember when your kids were infants and just having the TV on would transfix them? Like, just the moving images on the screen? No, because I followed the American Academy of Pediatricians recommendation at the time, which was no tele- no television before two. Oh, Deborah, even when they were, like, itty-bitty infants and you were breastfeeding every two hours, you didn't watch television? That's what I'm talking about. Like, those hazy two o'clock in the morning. Uh... Because I'm going to be super impressed. I don't think I watched a lot of TV at that time. Wow. I caught up on like eight seasons of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I guess I'm But no, off. I guess I remember like them turning their heads towards, I thought, I guess, towards any light source. Yeah. <laughs> so would we recommend this? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all pretty clear on the fact that we weren't super big fans of the toy opening videos. Uh, I would only recommend it if they were unwrapping Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Same. So four stars? (laughs) Negative stars. Delete YouTube kids. Zero stars. This is truly awful. Did you guys, like, what are the commercials? Are there commercials? I mean, there's commercials, right? Like on YouTube, skip ad, yeah. shows up after five seconds. But it's your normal Lysol or like whatever. Okay. I didn't notice that it was particularly geared towards the toys. Yeah. Why doesn't YouTube have an algorithm that makes the the advertisement before the video correlate with the video? Because like in fashion does, magazines, right? but in fashion magazines, like you'll see a perfume ad 
in the section where they are reviewing perfume. But YouTube doesn't seem to be that specific. I feel specific. like they do. And I can't think of a good example right now, but why would they not? I mean, like, Facebook ads and Google ads know who you are and what your deal is and what else you've been looking at. And then the ads get smarter and more tailored towards you. Hmm. So if there's 2 million people watching these weirdo egg videos, they know what those other, what else those 2 million people watch. Yeah. Well, the recommend, I mean, the related videos are very related. Because there are more eggs? Holy shit. There are so many more. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, do you know what a kinder egg is? God, no. (laughs) I think I read that they were illegal in the United States. I don't know if that's true, but they're super popular in Europe. It's like a chocolate egg, and inside the chocolate egg is a plastic egg, and inside that egg is a toy. So you can choke twice. Yep. Neat. <laughs> so, and the chocolate... Is cho- it any part of it? So it's edible. The chocolate part is edible? Yeah. Okay. And the chocolate egg is encased in foil. So I guess how the genre started was just people unwrapping these Kinder eggs. Huh. <laughs> so the, now I'm thinking about the Apple products again and like well but that's clearly geared towards like an adult brand loyal audience because i was i was trying to think like what what is the appeal of watching that for anybody but i feel like it's just not even the same thing like i don't know what in the world to compare this egg business to to make any sense of it okay do you think that there's at all a market for YouTube videos that show a lady folding a mountain of laundry (laughs) on a daily basis. Are you about to monetize your life? (laughs) Between the two of us, we could have this going 24 hours a day. (laughs) We could quit the podcast business. Oh my gosh. Done. Last episode. Sorry, peeps. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, are you going for the curve market or not well it would just be my hands it would just be my oh it just uh. somebody's into everything oh you made it weird (laughs) i know i warned you before you invited me (laughs) i think like i have to wonder about the apple videos does that make you want the product like excited about getting that iphone or is it supposed to be like somehow assuaging the fact that you can't have the product that makes me sad somebody who can't like somebody watching it who really wants one it makes me think of the little match girl (laughs) sitting outside the warm building that she can't go in and then she dies in the cold deborah downer (laughs) (laughs) i think apple knows exactly what they're doing and i think they're trying to entice you to buy the product like they're thinking about your experience before you have the product, once you have the product, and mm-hmm. then after you have it. Like all points in time of your engagement with this Apple product are thought out and planned and like there's design decision making that goes into all of them. So I'm sure I mean I guess I'm not sure, but I assume that they're not behind the unpackaging, but I bet they love it. Yeah. 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 So who loves it that these egg things are happening? Walgreens? <laughs> <laughs> this is all big Walgreens. Because <laughs> they're not making enough money off of pharma? <laughs> Loading the dishwasher is another one. I could come up with a lot of footage. <laughs> Loading the dishwasher and unloading. There's something weird. 
weirdly satisfying about loading the dishwasher just right. Yeah, that's true. But I don't want to watch anybody else do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank God I didn't have to watch those nerd boys just loading their dishwasher. (laughs) Oh, okay, so when I was a little kid, I collected horses, like model horses, and they came in the worst packaging. So... Do you guys remember America's Home Funniest Home Videos? Yes. yes. It's what we had before we had YouTube to like watch people getting hit in the balls with yeah. <laughs> and laugh at it. So these horse packages were in their packages with like the tightest zip ties that went around like every leg of the horse. And oh, the I leg know what of the horse was about. like thinner than my index finger. So these zip ties were very tightly on. And I can see a YouTube channel devoted to frustrated parents opening those boxes and like slicing their hands open. Like sort of like people getting hit in the junk with a baseball bat. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that being successful. Or doing like an office space. Like how they did with the fax machine. Just like, fuck it. Just like beating the packaging with I think as a parent, that kind of packaging rage would be kind of cathartic to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure my parents lost pints of blood to those packages. Yeah, brutal. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, this was a super rambling, relaxed episode of our podcast, but I think it was really fun to all be in the same space. And thank you, Leah, for joining us for this lively conversation. Yay, thanks for inviting me. (laughs) And thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes or any of your podcast aggregating services, Stitcher, Google Play, what have you. Tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments about toy opening videos or anything else at MyScreenTime2. You can email us at MyScreenTime2 at gmail.com. And please tune in in two weeks for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. Bye.